Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. It is your main bitch. I say this every fucking week. You guys are probably tired of it. But hey, you know what? Repetition is good, right? Think about music. Music always has repetition. Why do they call it the chorus? Why do they call it the pre-chorus? Anywho, welcome to Bravo East Coast Housewives. I am Kim Hacera. And you know what? I've been going through some Bravo dish. And there's actually a lot to talk about uh, in the What the Bravo section. So we're just going to start right now. So first and foremost, and I feel like a lot of people have been seeing it online because they're millennials just like myself. They post that shit all the time on their Instagram. Kyle and Amanda from Summerhouse finally, finally, finally got hitched. I think it was over the weekend. And of course, there were a lot of Summerhouse stars that were there. Let me see. Paige was there. Ciara was there. What the hell is his name? The one that was dating Hannah for a hot... I, Luke! Luke! I can't even believe that I forgot his name, but I kind of do. Luke was there. Our Southern Charmers, Austin and Craig were there because, you know, they're on the Winter House show, which premiered premieres, I think, October 20th or something like that. Now, here's the other thing, too. People have posted a photo, a couple photos, and they kind of like merged it. You know how they do that shit on like the Instagram shit? They merged these two photos of Paige and Craig. And everywhere in the Bravo sphere of social media are talking, are they together? They looked a little cozy, a little too cozy uh, for comfort, I guess. And first of all, Didn't he have a girlfriend? We saw her last season in Southern Charm. I didn't really like her. I thought she was kind of like in and out type of gal. I didn't think she really had that much to to offer him, I guess. I don't know. She's probably a really nice gal. So sorry that I'm fucking you over it right now. (laughs) But... I do remember from that reunion that she was a contestant or something on The Bachelor or something. And whenever I heard that, I was like, why do I feel she was trying to date Craig because she just wanted to be on TV? I don't know. That's just what I thought. But fast forward to the pictures with Craig and Paige. Are they together? I don't know. But here's my thoughts. Let's compare Craig and Naomi and Craig and Paige. Obviously, we saw the tumultuous relationship between Craig and Naomi throughout the years that she was on the show, which, by the way, I believe she is recording with the Southern Charmers because she moved back to Charleston after. Well, we know that situation. I don't even want to bring it up because it made me mad. And I love Naomi, too, by the way. So Craig and Naomi's relationship was pretty toxic. 
I feel like their version, of, like their vision, I guess you could say, of their lives with where they wanted to go in the future was so different. Craig is still in that same phase, like Austin, that's probably why they're besties, of just getting up whenever they want, partying, drinking until they're blue in the face, hanging out with a shit ton of girls, all this stupid shit. Basically the summer house kids. And you know what? Granted, they work really hard during the week. That's great. But let's just be real. Summer house is really about these people getting getting together on the weekend and just drinking themselves to oblivion. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's Craig in Austin's game. So if you think about it, I do feel like maybe Paige and Craig would be a perfect couple because Craig, even though he says that he's got this law practice and he's doing these pillows and shit, cool. He may have put investments in them, but is he really doing them? I don't think so because he is too busy being on these shows. So I don't necessarily think he's really that motivated. Naomi clearly is. And Paige, she's an influencer. And yes, I guess that takes a lot of work. But if we remember in Summer House, a lot of the time that she spent at that house was in the bed with Hannah. So that's all I'm saying. As far as the work ethics, I think Paige is a good match for Craig. Is anyone denying what I'm saying? Because if you are, let me know. But I do feel like it could be a good match. Do I feel like that it would last if it actually, in fact, is a couple? No, I don't think it'll last because I think Paige will get sick of them. Now, anyways, congrats also, (laughs) Amanda and Kyle, that you are now married. Took a long time, but hopefully, Kyle, you don't fuck it up like you've done before. Amanda, I'm pulling for you because you're the one that I really, really like in that show. So another thing in the news in the Brovosphere, Cynthia Bailey. Cynthia Bailey has said that she is not going to be returning to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. This is what she says. After much thought, this is a quote, by the way, after much thought and consideration, I have made the very difficult and heartfelt decision not to return for the next season of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Thank you to NBC, blah, 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 all that kind of shit. And then she comes on to say, thank you to my castmates for 11 of the most unbelievable years of my life and the most incredible and unforgettable memories. She kind of said that twice, but okay, whatever. I am so grateful to have had this amazing journey and I'm anxiously waiting to embark on new adventures. Most importantly, thank you to my fans. Yes, honey, will you fans? I could have not done it without your blessings, love, and support. Without the fans, none of this would be possible. I love and appreciate all of you, etc., etc., etc. It's so funny because like once these housewives get famous and they're known like automatically they have fans but I don't know it just makes me laugh but I guess I would feel that way I don't know I'll shut the fuck up but yeah Cynthia Bailey is leaving she is not coming back for season what is it season 12 was this I I can't remember what season but it says she's not returning after 11 seasons so she's been on 11 so that's what's going on with Cynthia and the Real Housewives of Atlanta franchise now we're gonna go on to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Sutton and Lisa Rinna honey there's been some tiff going around here Okay, so Sutton was on Watch What Happens Live the other day, and she was talking about, well, there was some other guy, I have no idea who it was, but Andy mentioned something about Garcelle reaching as far as, like, thanking Harry Hamlin for the fucking pasta sauce or something, something stupid. Sutton's like, yes, it was a reach, and so did the other guy, and then all of a sudden, Sutton kind of threw Lisa under the bus, and she said on Watch What Happens Live that Lisa 
was invited, along with Harry Hamlin, to the Elton John Gala from Sutton. So apparently Sutton invited them. And guess what? Sutton never got a thank you from the Rinna's, from Lisa Rinna and Harry Hamlin. So then what happens? You know Rinna. You know she watches all that TV. She wants to make sure no one's throwing her ass under the bus. So what does she say? She goes on her Twitter account, I believe, and she says, We didn't come as your guests at Sutton Strock. At Elton John invited us to his event. You asked us to sit at your table. So we did. Let's make that clear. Okay, feud a Bruin. Hello. So that happens. And then Sutton clarifies on Watch What Happens Live. And she says that she bought the tickets. She bought a whole table of tickets, which I guess the tickets were 10000 per person. So she did say that she bought Harry's and Lisa's ticket for the gala. But Lisa Renna says, we've been going to that party for years. So... There's that. That's pretty sizzly if you ask me. Also, we just found out Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Not a three-part reunion, honey, but four-part reunion. It's probably because of the Erica shit. And I do have to say, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, probably pretty sure that that will be a four-part reunion. That's just what I'm thinking because these legal allegations with Jen and Erica are making their ratings go sky high, I would assume. So that's really the what the Bravo stories that I thought were worth talking about to all yins guys. So yeah, Winter House, it'll be interesting. Vanderpump Rules, by the way, premiering tonight. Holy shit. I hope I'm surprised. I'm nervous, but excited at the same time. But you know what? We're not here to talk about Vanderpump Rules. No, 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 no. We're talking about Drawback. Drawback. Giselle's Hotel. I mean, Motel. I mean, Reasonably Shady. You know what I'm saying. We're talking about the Real Housewives of Potomac, the main event people. So we are starting off at Giselle's house. You know, she got that west wing. She don't have that east wing or the south wing or the north wing. You know, she just got the west, okay? The TV show, The West Wing. (laughs) There's cones all over the place. Cones, cones, cones everywhere. Cones, cones, cones. Who cares? Grace is practicing her driving in the driveway. I have to say, Grace, girl, I love you, but you definitely need to go to a driver's school or something. I mean, Giselle, you're doing the best that you can, but I don't know if you're the best teacher either. So I'm scared for whenever Grace gets her license, I do have to say, but you know what? She is trying. But the weird thing is, is her mom is even saying she's terrible. Basically, everyone else is who's seen her drive. But they're practicing in their yard, driveway, and then her contractors are just like all over the fucking place in her house. They're trying to do all this shit because her house isn't even done yet. I mean, honestly... It doesn't even, it it doesn't look welcoming to come in, okay? So for me to think that they wanted to have their podcast release party, I'll get into that later, I thought that was crazy. I was like, why are you doing that? Why don't you just get a fucking venue? I'm very confused with you, Giselle. So Giselle also said that her West Wing is fully completed, but I don't know, is it? They showed you it. I don't know. And then she said, everything's going to be done one day and she's going to have a big ass chandelier. Now, my question is, is it going to be a chandelier like Phantom of the Opera? Listen, if Yin's guys have not seen Phantom of the Opera, holy, not the movie either. I'm talking about live performance. Holy shit. 
that chandelier when it comes down and then the fucking organ starts and you're hearing so good I've seen it twice I'll see it five bajillion more times if I had the money you know what I'm saying it is phenomenal so I'm wondering if that type of chandelier is going to be in Giselle's west wing in her house Giselle let us know Robin then calls Giselle about the event that they're hosting at Giselle's hotel or could we call it motel we'll get into that too so Giselle is telling Robin about what's going on with the fucking shit that they're gonna bring and all that kind of stuff Giselle also tells Robin about who is not going to be invited to her house basically to use the bathroom and we all know who they are Wendy and Karen those bitches will not be allowed to use Giselle's bathroom why because Giselle's being a petty ass bitch and I love it yes She also says, you know what? They can pop a squat by some trees if they need to go to the bathroom. Giselle, you are being messy, shady, bitchy. Keep it up, baby. This is why you will never, ever go off the show. Because this is who you are, and I love every fucking second of it. So then from there, we go to Karen's house. And it's all about her candles, honey. Her home essentials thing is coming and kicking. Three wick, baby. Not one wick, Dr. Wednesday. No, no, no. Luxury candles are in. So she's getting on her confessional, too. She's like, you know what? There is no comparison with what I am doing with Wendy because mine, it is three weeks, honey, and it is not one wick, okay? Woo! I wonder why she's saying that. Do you think she's saying that because, I don't know, I feel like she's a little threatened by Dr. Wendy in some kind of way. I felt that way last season. I don't know. I think Karen just likes to hype herself up about anything and everything. It's just, it's an interesting, it's an interesting dynamic. So then all of a sudden, Ray, Ray's there, yes. He's there and he's getting some text message from this hoe or this girl. Like, who the fuck is she? And I guess she says, hey, baby. Ray says it's a junk call. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. She says, good morning, handsome. And then Karen sees it and she's calling this fool back. And she's like, you know what? We are about to renew our vows and we are happy. And this is Karen Huger and this is Ray Huger. And you will not be coming up in my face. Da, 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 da. So that was her being jealous. And that's why she called that bitch back. I don't think anyone answered. But do I really feel like someone actually texted Ray and said, good morning, handsome? If anything, it might be like his aunt or something. I don't know. I doubt it, though. We go to Candace's house. Mama Dorothy's there, or as the women would say, Mama Dot. So she's there. She's been there for nine days. And Candace says in her confessional, Mama Dot's got to go home. She's got to go home. So Candace asked her mother about Mia and what Mia said to her at the music video shoot, the drive back. We all know. Apparently, too, her album is out, Deep Space. Go check it out. I have not listened to it yet, but I have heard two of the the singles that she released, and I thought the second one, the Benefits one, was really nice. Drive Back is okay. It's kind of like standard to me. Nothing showy for me, but I did like Benefits. So Candace asked her mom, what did Mia say about me? You know, all that kind of shit, Chris, payroll, blah, blah, blah. And then Candace was like, well, what did you say? Mama Dot, she says, I don't remember. Mama Dorothy, yes, you do. Yes, you do, because the producers do too, because they played back that footage. Take a look at it. See what you said. Candace, I'm sure you saw it. Your mom basically threw Chris under the bus because she don't like him. I really don't think she likes him. But apparently Mama Dorothy forgot. She doesn't remember. She is shady. She is not reasonable. She is shady all the way. Chris then comes in, and Mama Dorothy's attitude, I don't know if Yin's guys saw it, but her attitude changed 
completely, completely. She almost was just like angry at the world. Like, I really don't think that she's happy that Candace is married to him for whatever reason. But Mama Dorothy, you got to get over that shit because she married to him. Okay. Then we go to Mia. She's meeting up with her mother with her family. They're meeting up to get ice cream because we saw in previous episodes that she's trying to establish a better relationship with her mom because she's kind of been out of her life for a long ass time and they're trying to establish a good relationship. So they met each other up for ice cream with a fam and I guess she was talking about how her mother is so codependent with her sister that she lives with and that sister is as well with her mother. So I think Mia is feeling a little left out because it almost seems like anytime her mom is about to do something or is invited to something, it almost seems like she has to get the approval of her daughter before she can actually do that, which is a little strange, but Mia just feels a little left out and you can see that it kind of bothers her when she's talking about it. And she also admitted to her mom, she feels that the passion that she has and the drive that she has for her business, she felt like she got that because of what happened when she grew up and what she dealt with concerning her dad and her mom. So I think what she's saying, all the bad shit that she experienced gave her the drive and the passion to go towards something different where she wouldn't have to live that type of life. Mia did say that she is proud of her mom, but she's also still suffering and healing from the experience that she had when she was a child. Totally understandable. I thought that was a really nice moment to have all of them together. You can really see that Mia is trying to form a better relationship with her mom. But not only that, she's involving her own family too, which I think is very important. So I I liked that I saw that. Now we go over to Wendy's house. Wendy invited Karen and Ascala to help her put together these like little gift baggy things, which are really just school materials for educators, because we all know that educators have to pick out of their own pocket to pay for shit for their rooms and everything because they don't get enough money from what is it, the school board or something? But I know that because I know music teachers have to do that a fucking lot because I know a lot of music teachers because they're my friends. So she wanted to do like a thank you. So she bought all this stuff and she's just going to give it around to certain educators that she knows just so they have something extra that they don't need to. So they don't need to pull out of their own pocket to buy materials for the classrooms. Now, as all of this is happening... (laughs) Wendy did tell Karen that she had that business meeting with Eddie about her candles, which we all know how that went. And then Karen was like, you know what? I think it's great what you're doing with your candle stuff. And, you know, I think there's enough room in this industry to have two strong black women with the candles. So I think this is great. Now, Karen, do you mean that? I mean, do you really mean that? Or are you just trying to say that to make sure that you look like the mama supporter mentor, or is that just like another ego thing that you want to say to make yourself feel like you're above Wendy because I think you're threatened by her? I don't know. But when I heard that, I was like, Karen, I don't know, man. And even Wendy, I don't know if she really bought that either, but I thought that was, I thought it was slithery, if you ask me. So when Escala is there, she's talking about the music video shoot and everything like that. And then she was talking how Mia asked Mama Dorothy about all this shit and Chris being on payroll. And then Wendy comes in because we remember that Wendy snitched. Snitches get stitches. She snitched to uh, Candace whenever that happened. And then Escala said, are y'all ladies going to Giselle's hotel thing invite? Because the invite was kind of weird. 
Basically, you know Giselle did the invite because she said friends and haters. Oh, we know that you're talking about Wendy and Karen, Giselle. We know that. And not only that, she was talking about how (laughs) her venue was casual, cute, hotel, Giselle. I don't know about Yin's guys, but I, I don't I don't really I don't really see any casual cuteness there. I just saw a lot of construction. That's what I saw. So as they're talking about the invitation that Robin and Giselle sent them, Wendy's also talking about how she wants to take the girls on like a weekend trip to like the eastern shore, but not only the girls, but she wants to take the husbands too. And then I guess someone said, Well, what about Giselle? And then Wendy's like, she can bring her luggage. Shade, we'll hear that later. Now we're down to Hotel Giselle. Mm, 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 mm. Setting up for the event. Her three gals are helping her out. Robin arrives to help out. But then we also see that Giselle broke her toe. Like, I thought that was kind of funny. How did you break your toe again, Giselle? I have no idea. So her casual Hotel Giselle was set up basically close to her garage or something. And a tent was up there, which is so funny because, I mean, it's not really funny, but someone did put some sort of meme online saying that Giselle's hotel tent was basically like a COVID testing. I mean, that's kind of funny, but not funny, but you know what I'm saying? So she sets up a tent by her fucking garage and it's supposed to be her hotel. So the balloons with the weights to bring them down so they don't blow away, they're blowing away and the fucking photos of her and Robin for her podcast, Reasonably Shady, are like blowing away. I mean, it's just like a shit show before all the women arrive, which is funny. So Ashley shows up first, then Mia, Ascala next, Wendy, Karen, Candace is last, which also, by the way, she, this bitch would never last an hour in the wilderness, let me tell you. If y'all saw how she got out of her car and she was like looking around like, oh my God, where am I? One, she wasn't a Girl Scout. Two, I don't think she'd ever be a Girl Scout. Three, I'd be afraid for her in the wilderness. That's all I'm saying, especially with those damn shoes. Those shoes were ugly, okay? They were ugly. I didn't like them. I thought they were gross. So now we get to Karen bringing a beautiful gift for Giselle. She comes bearing gifts, and you know what it is. It's a selfish plug for her LaDom fragrance shit, her candle business, all this shit. We all know that that's what she was doing. She was promoting herself. She wasn't really gifting Giselle anything. Karen told the ladies that she got her second vaccine of the COVID shot before she came over for the party, which is useful in a little bit. So Giselle then announces to the ladies that her and Robin uh, started this podcast, Reasonably Shady, uh, because Robin is reasonable and Giselle, we all know, is shady, but not as shady as Mama Dorothy, okay, for sure. Giselle also says, you know what, this event almost didn't even happen either because I was talking to Robin about I didn't want some of the ladies to use my bathroom. And then, first of all, I'm sorry, that is just so juvenilely hilarious, and I know I just made that word up, but who fucking thinks something like that? <laughs> who thinks of that other than, like, an eighth grader? And I don't even know if eighth graders do that. I mean, they don't have time for that shit, so <laughs> for her to think of that was hilarious. Wendy says, oh, well, who's not allowed to use the bathroom, Giselle? And then Giselle says, well, in fact, Karen and you. And then Wendy's like, well, I didn't even want to come anyways. And then this is basically back to like middle school. I hate you. 
literally, it was crazy. And then Karen took Mia aside, letting her know that Wendy and Escala brought her name up at Wendy's house while they were doing the teaching shit, uh, the bags and stuff. And she wanted to let her know. So basically, she was outing Wendy with what she did. She was being a snitch. Snitch gets stitches. She was doing that to Wendy. So they all fucking do this shit. It's great. Then we get to a reasonably shady game with a sorority paddle. Now, I have not been in a sorority, but don't you have to pay like a lot of fucking money for those paddles? They're like 50 bucks. I would never do a damn thing like that. That is that is not reasonably shady. That is stupid is my opinion on that. But they're using this sorority paddle to play this game. And oh my goodness, are we shocked. All of these questions that Giselle and Robin are asking refer to situations between the girls. For example, the appearance of Wendy, even though they didn't say her name. The Eddie rumors, even though they didn't say her name. Karen saying that she hated Robin when she was super drunk, but they didn't say her name. Karen just sort of outed herself whenever that happened because they were laughing about it. So during this game, the Mia and Mama Dorothy conversation came up. So... We know that things got a little bit intense when it came to Candace and Mia. While this is all happening and the things are elevating, meaning the, I wouldn't even say fights, they were just ridiculous bickering. While that's elevating, <laughs> cue to Karen, she's she's like, I'm getting lightheaded now. And then all of a sudden, if you guys have ever been to a carnival when you go in those fun houses and you see those crazy ass mirrors that like distort your whole body and your fucking face and all this shit... The producers were making it look like that from Karen's perspe- <laughs> perspective, and it's like slow motion, like bleh, bleh, people talking and stuff. That was hilarious. Everyone looked as if they were like in that fun house. Karen's all confused. She's like freaking out. The side effects of supposedly are happening from the shot. I thought that was great. Thank you, producers. That was perf. So during this discussion, and Karen basically not being high, but kind of high from the shot type of thing. The girls are updating Candace with what she missed because she arrived late, of course. And what happened was Candace knew that Mia threw some jabs and she wanted to address it. Mia says she didn't want to show up to a low-budget shoot. That was great shade, by the way. And then Candace throws back some mean-ass, malicious shade because that's who she is. She gets it from her mother. And she said some below-the-belt stuff about Mia's mom. I didn't really like that. I wonder, I don't think she knows anything about Mia's past and her history with her mom. But I do kind of think that she would still say those words even if she did know Mia's story. That's how mean that I think Candace can go because it's all about her and I really don't think that she cares if she is going to hurt someone really badly. Um, So yeah, I, I definitely think that she would still say those mean, mean words to Mia if she knew about Mia's past. Now, Robin is just trying to be reasonable here. She is trying to calm everyone down, tell them shut the fuck up, even though she didn't say that. And while all this is happening, Karen is still having those side effects. And then she spills the beans out towards the end of the episode and says, well, Wendy, are you going to invite the ladies to the Eastern Shore? And then Wendy's like, you know, she's thinking that she's probably like, Karen, I fucking hate you. Why would you do this shit? So Wendy says, yes, all the men are invited as well. Eddie will be there. Michael, hopefully he'll be there. Chris will be there. Ray will be there. Giselle, 
your luggage will be there. She didn't really mention Giselle until towards the end, but she definitely didn't mention Robin either. So clearly, Wendy doesn't want Robin or Giselle to go. And honestly, Robin and Giselle, I think you guys are better off not going. You two would have better time just with you and Juan and Giselle to go somewhere, the three of you. That's all I'm saying. So when Wendy says that Giselle could bring her luggage, that was the last straw for Giselle. She's like, you're out. You're out. She's like, you're not welcome here anymore, bitch. And uh, she gets kicked out, basically, even though Wendy said that she was already leaving. So Giselle then takes Candace into her home to show her around, and she wants Ascala to come with. But Ascala sees something that we all saw, and we were all like, Giselle, what the fuck are you doing? Spiral staircase, okay, in her in the backyard at this point, it seems. Spiral staircase going up to nothing. Nothing. What's behind the staircase? Woods. I'm very confused by this. I understand that your house is getting renovated, but this is like on a whole nother level of like, what the fuckness? Like, I don't even know how to deal with it. And neither did Escala because she's like, send me pictures because I am not going in a house that has a staircase to nowhere. There's not even a door. So that was, I don't know, Giselle, come on. I mean, I love you so much. And... It's almost getting back to her style thing. And that comes up in the weekly shade because Wendy throws it out and it's great. So because Candace was blocking everyone, Robin had to call her up and be like, hey, you're blocking people. Wendy and Karen want to go. Oh, my God, Candace. Why the fuck would you do this? She gave her keys to her Lexus. She gave the key to Grace to move, back it out. Why would you do that, Candace? I mean, listen, I wouldn't. I would not do that. I would be too scared. And I have a fucking Jeep, so my car is a lot less expensive than yours, Candace. But like, holy shit, I would not do that. <laughs> so Grace looks at Robin and says, hey, you know what, Robin, can you just sit with me just for like guidance and support? And then I'm just sitting there, my fingernails, I'm biting them. I'm like, oh my God, no, no, no. So she seems to be doing okay, even though she didn't even know that the engine was on. That scared me a little bit. Then she's backing up and then she's trying to put the car back and drive and her fucking tire, the fucking tire scrapes against a rock. Yes. Then at the end of the episode, Candace comes out. Oh, Grace, you did a great job. Oh, yeah, yeah. No big deal. Did you scratch my car? And then she sees the scratch. She sees it. So that's how the episode ends. It's pretty intense. A lot of eighth grade bickering from the women, must I say, and it was lovely. We're going to talk about these dueling divas because there was quite a few. So let's do the dueling divas. Now, first up, we know, we know Wendy and Giselle. One, Wendy saying that Giselle's luggage is invited with her because she doesn't have a man. Oh, that was great. I would hate if someone said that to me, though. And Giselle says that Wendy's not invited in their house to use the bathroom. Stupid shit like that, okay? So the luggage in the bathroom thing, like how old are we? That's ridiculous, but it is part of the duel. The reason why Giselle did not invite Wendy to use her bathroom is apparently Wendy said some shit about her home. I personally don't remember her saying any of that. 
<laughs> and Wendy's like, I never said anything about your home. I was talking about the way that you dress. And then they go back to the reunion last year saying that Giselle has pretty girl syndrome. Like she doesn't have to try because let's just face it. Everyone thinks your style, Giselle, is bad. <laughs> I mean, even Robin does, okay? She just says it in a nicer way than all of the other ladies. And I fucking love you too, but I do think that maybe a stylist could help you out. Not only with your home decor, but also your own apparel. So not only that, Giselle put Wendy on her hater list. Clearly, that's something to be recognized, you know? And... It is kind of funny whenever she's on the hater list, but Wendy still shows up to the party, even though she says that she didn't want to. So that was kind of weird. And yeah, that's a duel that has been kind of around since the whole Eddie drama kind of came up in the first place. Then you have Karen and Giselle, and really it's just the whole bathroom thing. But they didn't really stay on it like Wendy and Giselle did, because I really think that Karen and Giselle know that they're always going to be the best of frenemies. And I think they're fine with it. And you know what? I think we're all fine with it because we love to watch it unravel. Now we got to go to Candace and Mia because, you know, that shit is blowing up. Anyone who's in a duel with Candace, it's always going to blow up because Candace is mean. She's mean. So is Chris being paid via, is he getting a salary through Candace's fucking music shit? Well, clearly no, because if you think about it, at the time that they were recording all this shit, she didn't have, she was putting all of her money into it in the first place. So maybe is she doing it now? I don't know. Maybe. But even Robin said at the end of the episode, I was on Juan's payroll. There's nothing wrong with that. Candace says, yes, I agree with you, but I don't like talking about money. <laughs> okay. So don't be friends with Garcelle and don't be friends with Mia. Not only was the whole payroll thing brought up, but Candace said that Mama Dorothy said that Mia spoke about Candace's boobs on how little they are. I'm sorry. I don't remember that because that is not a real thing that happened. If, in fact, she did say that, you know Bravo would have recorded that shit. So guess what? Candace, your Mama Dorothy, Mama Dot is making shit up, okay? As she could say she's licking people's asses. I just thought that was such a weird thing that she said to her whenever she was getting... That was weird, but I will never forget it because it was awkward. So Mama Dorothy made that shit up, Candace. That's probably how you learned to do all that shit too. And that was crazy. Mama Dorothy's reaching. She is reaching, honey. And then finally, little duel between Robin and Wendy. Wendy is kind of coming hard at Robin. I don't know why it does make me mad because we all know that my love for Robin is like surpasses like any housewife for real. I don't know. I don't know why she's coming after her, especially her and Juan's relationship. It's confusing. And I hate the fact that when Robin's trying to explain how it was reasonable for the girls to bring up the whole Eddie thing because they were concerned, Wendy does not see that clearly. Then she just looks at Robin and says, you know what? I'm not your child. Don't yell at me. Holy fuck, professor, calm the fuck down. Calm down. These women aren't against you. Maybe Giselle at times, but Robin's not against you. She's not. I don't know why you're being all mad at her. Wendy isn't listening, but that's pretty much the dueling divas. There's 
There's a couple of them, but there's always got to be something during an episode or else it's not The Real Housewives. So now with that, we're going to talk about some weekly shade because we know that there were some shady moments. Some were reasonable and some were not. Numero uno of the weekly shade. Giselle talking about the women coming to her home for the reasonably shady party. And she says that these hoes are going to sit outside. It's cute shade. Nothing crazy. Now, Giselle also is talking about Kern. She's talking to Robin about it, about her not being allowed, Karen, not being allowed to use Giselle's restroom in her home. And Giselle is saying, you know, Karen is old enough. She needs depends. So Giselle, she's thrown out. Honestly, isn't Giselle a couple years younger than Karen? I think Giselle just turned 50. Karen, let me see. I'm looking up right now. How old? I'm going on my Google here. How old is Kern Huger? Let's see here. Let's see. Okay. American actress. Is that what she's known as? Okay. All right. Okay, never mind. Karen is 58. She's 58 years old. She looks good for 58. And then Giselle, she's listed as an American actor. That's funny to me. Okay, so Giselle is 51. So, yes, I guess there is some gap in between. But anyways... Giselle thinks Karen needs some depends. Damn. Another shady moment is from Miss Candace. If there is any shade, I would think that Candace would be on there for sure. If if not, then it's it's not a good episode. <laughs> so Candace is talking about Mia, about how she's snooping into her business with the whole payroll shit. So she says that Mia can crack some backs at Chiropractic Strippers LLC if that's what you want to do. Well, you know what? If that business is booming, then Mia, party to it. That's, you know, don't let Candace come up in here trying to make you feel bad about the business that you have. She's trying to rename it. We could rename some things about her. I don't know what they would be, but I'm sure any of the women in the show could think of it. Maybe even Candace herself. <laughs> oh. And then obviously the shade about Giselle being able to take her own luggage, a.k.a. as her man, because she doesn't have one from Wendy. (sighs) That was mean. That wasn't really nice. I did appreciate Mia's little jab about Giselle's house. (laughs) She's like, I thought I was coming to a hotel, not a motel. Oh, that was nice. I think that might be one of my favorite shades because it was so simple. It was funny. It was witty. It was definitely quick. I liked it. I also liked how Mia did say that Candace's video was low budget. But you know what? I feel like a lot of the other ladies kind of felt that way. I mean, we know Giselle thought it was like low budget because she had to drive so fucking far to go to a parking lot when she passed so many other parking lots before that. So Mia was not the only one that felt that way. It's just I think Mia is getting the whole new girl initiation and... I don't know. I feel like she's being used as a pawn sometimes because she's kind of saying what everyone else thinks, but they're almost not manipulating her in a way, but they know that she'll say it because she hasn't been around this group that long. So I don't know. Kind of reminds me of like a Portia thing a little bit. The last weekly shade that was mean and it wasn't even fun shade is whenever Candace said that Mia's mom was low budget. That was not cool. As every housewife would say, don't come after my family. It's funny. They always say that and then no one ever listens. So look at Meredith and fucking Jen. Like, holy shit. 
Meredith, does she not go off on Jen the other night? She's like, don't come after my family. I am not engaging in this. I cannot. Don't deflect, blah, blah, Jen. Oh, it was so good. This is definitely the season where we're going to see Meredith pop off, and I'm so fucking excited for it. And I really think this is the season where Jen's going to have to be a little bit humble and shut the fuck up because, you know, you got the feds looking out for her ass. Ooh, other shade that I forgot to mention, too. While they were playing this reasonably shady game, the whole appearance question, which we all know was referring to Wendy because she got the new titties in the ass and all that shit. So Wendy comes in and says, because the ladies were like, is it reasonable that we ask that question about a friend? And then Wendy says, is it reasonable if that same blogger who put that shit up about Eddie, essentially, also put up Giselle that you have an STD or had an STD. Oh, man, oh, man. This is like Madison LaCroix on fucking Southern Charm accusing Shep giving fucking Danny chlamydia. Oh, my God. This is... I love this network. It is so bad, but it is so, so good. I still think my fun shade is the Motel Giselle, I do have to say. Now, we're going to go to the quote of the week. I don't really have that much to say about the quote. I probably could have another one of Jenny's little girl, Carlin, in Salt Lake City. But I feel like I should stick to the housewives that are originally what I'm supposed to be talking about in the first place. But I'm pretty sure Carlin is definitely my favorite child out of all Housewives franchise history. And I think she needs her own fucking show. That's all I have to say. Now, here is the quote of the week. Okay, honestly, there isn't really that much shit. I have two quotes. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to save my favorite one for last because it's really quite stupid. But I dig it and I found it hilarious. So the first one is just kind of cute. It's Karen. Whenever the whole, in my opinion, they were like the carnival images of the distorted people and the voices, that kind of shit. She says, I'm fading quickly. Everything is slow motion right now. So that's fun quote, whatever. But my my favorite thing is whenever the girls are still bickering like little bitches, Candace is trying to calm them down with her sorority paddle. And what is she using it for, honey? It is a microphone. Yes, because she is Candace. She is driving back, yins, guys. So she gets on that paddly mic and she just starts singing. Shade. Ooh. I'll do it again. <laughs> Shade. Ugh, that's my quote. <laughs> so stupid. But I did enjoy it very much. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode today. I think Potomac is getting better. I feel like it's been slow with the past couple episodes. I think honestly... We were on such a high from last season with the whole Monique Candace drama. I think maybe the expectation was really high for all of us and me especially, I guess. And I've been a little disappointed, but it is getting better and I am enjoying it more. I think there are things that are coming back with the shady moments. The fucking quotes are getting better and better. I'm still looking for my Margaret Josephs, Jennifer Aiden Diggs. I'm looking for that shit. 
And I haven't seen it in a while, to be honest. But I do feel like I'll be able to see it a little bit in the Salt Lake City Housewives, especially from Lisa Barlow. And do I have to say, and yes, I will say, I find that Lisa Barlow's tagline is genius and it is so on brand for her. And I just think it's hilarious. And if you guys don't know what her tagline is, it is this. You don't have to love me. I love myself for the both of us. That is so Lisa Barlow. I love that. It's hilarious. And anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed talking about it, giving y'all my thoughts. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Bravo Yinzer and follow us at Believe Podcasts and at Believe Pop Culture. And rate, review, subscribe, tell your peeps about the show. And hit me up on Instagram. Let's chat. Let's have a dialogue. And Yins, guys, I hope you have an incredible week. Tune into Vanderpump Rules tonight. We'll see if it's going to be a shit show in a good way or a shit show in what the fuck way. So, Yins, guys, as James Kennedy would say, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.